Sound of music. Did you get up in the morning and put a wash in it? Yo Vice, the hills are alive. Then do over AV fast forward. Hi, Jonathan Williams back again at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well, that's a property podcast. And what we talk about here is all about buying, selling, renting and investing in property. If you've got an interest in property, then this is your podcast. Listen, we're going to be talking again to Bobby McKean, part two of the interview with Bobby McKean. Hopefully you enjoyed the first part. He prattled along for so long I had to make it into two podcasts. But this week I had um, the delight of meeting with Vidmantis Durinkovas. Yes, he's a client of mine, Vidmantis Durinkovas. He's not from Govan. Vidmantis is from Lithuania. And he came over to this country 12 years ago, could not speak a word of English, picked it up on the uh, building sites of Glasgow, came over, Bricky's labourer, 250 quid in your pocket, no questions asked, but he's not doing that now. No, he's turned himself round and he's now a hydraulics engineer. And he's pulling in 44 grand a year. What a fantastic story that is. Comes to this country, doesn't doesn't speak a word of English. And then within 12 years, he's pulling in 44 grand. Fantastic. But I tell you what, there's a bit of a downside to this particular story. And this is it. Nothing to do with Vinmantis, but it is the attitude of his fellow workers during that period where he went from Bricky's labourer to where he is now and every time he tried to better himself his fellow colleagues said you're showing us up you're making us look bad just purely because he wanted to better himself for goodness sake is that what we've come to is that honestly what this country is now producing People who are happy to say, take the shilling and happy to say to their colleagues, don't work too hard, you're showing us up. Where are we going? Where are we going? Well, listen, before we keep digging, let's just turn this round and congratulate Vidmantas during Kovas because he epitomises that if you have got a desire to succeed and you put in and are prepared to put in the hard yards you've got that belief then you can do anything absolutely anything and I take my hat off Vidmantis Durankovas I take my hat off to you you're some man anyway he was in to see me And uh, what he wants to do is start investing in property. It's going to be a long haul. He appreciates that. But you know what he's wanted to do? He's wanted to educate himself. And that is what you need to do. If you want to get into the property game, then you need to educate yourself. You need to find out what your strategy is. We're going to talk about strategy, I think, in the next couple of weeks once we start moving forward with the sale of Rothmar down in Macahanish. But you need to have a strategy. And part of that strategy is all about education. You need to educate yourself. If you're going to be buying property, you need to identify an area 
within the town, city that you, you live in and identify what the properties are in that particular location, how much they are going to go for, whether it's a, a one bedroom, a two bedroom. You need to know that if I said to you a particular street in a particular location, you would know exactly what that property's average selling price should be. Because that's going to save you so much time and effort. Because once you're in the property game, what you don't want to be doing is getting 20 or 30 properties and then having to go and individually look at them. You need to identify whether a property is being marketed at a low enough level so that if you've got a flip strategy, that's to say that you're going to be buying low and selling high, then you know what the average selling price is. And if anything is below that, then that should trigger you to go out and have a look at it. But listen, we'll talk about strategy over the next couple of weeks. And let's uh, get back into Bobby McKean's second part of the interview. Certainly, before we do that, just to say, uh, certainly a, a lot of people have passed comment on Bobby's interview. Uh, no more so than Bobby McKean himself. Um, Bobby is is uh, a fanatic of the podcast genre and uh, so much so that he's listened to his own podcast seven times. Yes, seven times. I guess he just wanted to make sure that the recording was absolutely uh, tip top and that uh, there were no mistakes in it. So Bobby, if you're listening to this one uh, for the 15th time, uh, then good luck. I hope you enjoy it. Here is Bobby McKean, part two. It's a great discipline to get into, and you can ask any question, but that gratitude thing is just, mm -hmm. is great. Uh, we'll reflect on it as well, see when you've done it. Yes, well that's reflect what you've got on. to do as well. Uh, yeah, go back and Use it as a tool uh -huh. to, to, to show you what you've been grateful for. Right, since I've met you, right, okay, I felt your presentation. I was talking to David Charles about it this morning. David Charles is very annoyed. He thinks what you've achieved. He said and some nice things. And, and he also says uh, one of the things he looks forward to when he subs is your presentation. Oh, that's nice. Right, okay. and, yeah. and, and, and I agree with him. Um, but when I, I said, when I first met uh, you, that I felt as if your presentation skills were limited. Uh -huh. um, I said, and I really see the difference in and I look forward to your present. Actually, I've got one or two, and I'm not going to mention names, um, people who go, um, do you know, I don't know if it's B&I related in the same manner as what it should be. Maybe I have to keep it connected to B&I. And I'm like, oh, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. <laughs> and I'm calling the tune, so meet it. I went to, I went to the B&I yesterday, and I goes, I want to tell you about the purpose of 60 seconds. B, and then I'm like, this is most mundane, boring. Um, make sure it's Pacific. Don't go any longer than 60 seconds and talk with uh -huh. us. Very relevant. Yeah. That's your education for today. Thank you very much. And, and, and that's the thing. Everybody <laughs> knows the rudiments of it. And I think you've got to take it to a different, oh, a different I, level. And, and if you're going to do education next session, that's brilliant. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because I, I, if I, I haven't got my B&I file. But I, I take every note you take. I mean, I, I do take it and reflect on it. Uh -huh. I keep all my uh -huh. notes and I reflect on it. It's been fantastic. But are you building for something? I am. Um, and, and it's been you who has just <coughs> given me that 
almost inspiration to say, you know what, you're good at doing this, you should take it to the next level. So for me in doing the BNI was very much, when I joined the BNI, I was a solicitor, and I, my, you're quite right in saying that my presentation skills weren't great. Um, and I've never been great, or I've always perceived myself as not being great as doing public speaking. And that was more a sort of nerves thing. And I think once you can conquer the nerves, I think I've got a lot to offer. And it was just you saying to me, listen, you, you should take it to the next level. And you asking me to do the educational slot, which is something that I would have never come to you and said, mm -hmm. listen, you know what, I'd fancy doing that. So I credit you with you know, pushing me in the right direction. Um, and I'm glad that you enjoy it. David Charles enjoys mm -hmm. it. Um, it's certainly something that I'm wanting now to take to the next level. I'm looking for speaking gigs. Um, Stuart Sanderson has put me in touch with a group of um, trades who do who are looking for seminars. So that's something that I'm going to explore. Um, and it's certainly something that, and as you said, you've been to a lot, and both of I, both of us have been to lots of these kind of one-hour seminars, two-hour, half-day things. Um, and the content is great, but sometimes the people are actually delivering it. I'm thinking, you know, great shakes. Uh -huh. And you're standing up there and you're taking whatever you're taking. Phenomenal. And I'm you thinking, you're not... Mm -hmm. you're, You've got a great way now of pausing at the right time. And, and I've worked on oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh -huh. I'm like that, my dog waiting for the bone. <laughs> the next word's coming out. But you just, you're a master at it. Yes, uh -huh. I, I've, I've consciously thought about doing that mm -hmm. and that's come with confidence because mm -hmm. when you stand up in your pins, you're just wanting to get the thing, or certainly initially, it's just, oh my God, I've got 60 seconds, I've got 10 minutes. Just the quicker it can go, the better. Whereas if you actually stop and think about what you're saying and don't let the nerves get the better of you, you just come across as more polished, as more believable. Um, and it's an amazing thing that, no. that that pause that that does, but it takes a lot. For me, it's still, you need to go over that those nerves. Once you go over the nerves, then um, I think... Well, I've got news for you, right? The nerves will always be there. Yes, well, I know that. Fold, right? yeah. Okay, and it's a great thing. It's a game of football for me. Um, before I'm nervous, uh -huh. blow the whistle at the beginning, I just focus. I think that if you don't have nerves, then there's probably uh -huh. something uh -huh. wrong. Uh -huh. It's too so, easy. So it's just there needs natural, to be something. natural to be nervous. Yeah. And that. Um, I do presentations, but know what it is? It's a women's guild. Could you tell us for an hour about your business, how you grew it, mm -hmm. and, you are and what you do? I, yeah. I mean, I could again talk forever on that, but I do presentations to them. I do presentations at Freemasons. I do presentation. Um, at the BNI, and I mean, there's lots of places that I'll, particularly for sure, I do them at, and this is where I'm really getting educated at um, uh, the credit union because I'm now the chair, as I said. Okay. Uh, yeah. I tell you, I was the chair. Yes, right? yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. now that I'm, I've got um, one of my, we are getting skills audit done by the compliance, mm -hmm. um, and it's a one to four and how you are four being good. Well, presentations, I've put a four for myself based on. Um, not to be gallus and to be smart based on I feel as if I'll be able to gain education or if I know the knowledge to a class comfortably because mm -hmm. I do it every week yes. and you're doing the top table you're doing a presentation the chat yesterday hello and welcome here today Reading my it. name is and I am and I would like to say to you welcome if you do not mind I'm a, oof, and he's just finishing uh -huh. 
Uh, his confidence is high. He's an accountant. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't got it. Maybe the wrong mm-hmm. person. But anyway, you've got to make it kind of flow. You've got to do that. Confidence, miss about out if you think it's right. Even when you go to church, see when you go to church, who's doing the readings? I do it every eighth week. Yeah. So you've got 100, 120 people just do a reading of the Bible and it's words you're not familiar with, but uh-huh. it's easy. What do you take for confidence? What do you, what, what gets you confident when you do, do you, do you have anything? I, I think that if I know that I've put a shift in and I've done the work to prepare, then that gives me sufficient confidence. It's when you do it on the seat of your pants. There's not, for me, I need to know that I've put half an hour in, an hour, an hour and a half, and that gives me the confidence mm-hmm. that I know that I've done it three or four times, boom, that's uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. I get that. I think preparation is, doesn't matter what you do, preparation is necessary, mm-hmm. but it's key for me. B&I, it's because it's scripture all the time, so that gives you, but what you've got to be able to do in the B&I is ad-lib and make something funny and mm-hmm. listen to what people are saying, if it's going too out of the way, just bring it back again. Yeah. And So that's a kind of different skill of presentation, just being able to work an audience, right, in the sense. Um, and I also think what's important is try to, and it's very, very difficult, something that I'm still working on, is trying to engage the audience with your eyes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that you actually focus on mm-hmm. individuals rather than talking at the room. Mm-hmm. I think that if you can do that, then you can really start to engage. You're, you're, and I, you're, I can see that there are guys in the room who do do that. Uh, and it is, it's quite... Your last 10 minutes was phenomenal. I mean, wow. With all the powerful power that anybody's held over that room, I've never seen anybody hold it where you've held it. That power you had uh-huh. over the room was your total control because every single one is was uh, yes as a zest for more information well Kenny Martin's um, s- t- 10 minutes was like that mm-hmm. because it came very uh, much uh, from changed, a personal changed, uh, point of view and, and when I did my 10 minutes it was all about my journey from solicitor to mortgage broker and that was very personal I think everybody's 10 minutes that is really good is all to do with they've got some sort of personal mm-hmm, maybe, input, uh-huh, and that and then and then it becomes real for everybody. Uh, well, you, I always try and put a wee bit of this is where my this is my background. Okay, I uh-huh. lost my job. My dad tell me get out, take another one, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, people like it. But <clears throat> the other side of it is from a, I'm no any great religious person. I'm just your middle of the road mm-hmm. Christian, church of Scotland. But I I I convince myself right, and I believe in myself. That I, I, I prayer before I talk, even every single Friday morning, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. it? And a prayer is not I don't know your definition of a prayer is for me is just let me have the right words for this and let it go nice and relaxed. Doesn't matter if it's good, yeah. just as long as it's nice and relaxed yeah. and I enjoy it, and that's that's enough. And then I convince myself that I'm, I'll, I'll work. It'll be exactly what it's meant to be. Yes. And if it is, after balls up, it's a balls up and. If it was the wonderfulest thing ever, it was a wonderful thing, but it'll be what it'll be. But it will not be a balls up because I know that will not happen. Uh-huh. I'm confident within my own abilities that I'm getting this power behind me is going to create a situation within myself that's going to yeah. give me the words to deliver. Right? And I, it's so powerful when I go out reading in the church because uh-huh. they're like, oh, it's just reading there's lots of big words and I'm like, I just make them up even if I don't know them because uh-huh. nobody else knows how to use them yeah. so um, I just feel so confident about being able to get up there and no getting a, 
if I can't or I miss a word or a line, pause back into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't get all <gasps> sorry, and um, what it was is I'm, I'm yeah. I've lost my I just I can do it now. And it's incredible. There's a wee thing I put in my Facebook and I learned it in the church from my minister for the Glasgow Church from Dunfermline and um, the, sp- the spirit behind you is always, always stronger than the, the challenge in front of you. Yeah. Right? I yep. think I've said that to you. And that's a fantastic thing to, if you can believe it though. It's an enormous comfort. Right, but can you believe it? That's the problem is mm-hmm. no everybody would use it. I've educated myself to believe it. Yeah. And of absolute, so don't make anything deflect from that. And uh, you're not going to get chewed up, you're not going to be eaten up, you're not going to be short. You're just. What's the worst? Up. Sometimes I'll think to myself, well, what's the worst that can happen? Uh-huh. And that's that's what gives you the confidence is to turn around and I say, I know nothing negative of a magnitude can happen. Mm-hmm. It can just be a mishap. Yeah. And that's because it's meant to be because I haven't prepared or whatever else. I'll know myself. Mm-hmm. I can't turn around and go, oh, I've prepared. And I'm going, I didn't really. I was out last night. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of times that I've hiccuped on a Friday morning it's all to do with Thursday night I was at a function mm-hmm. and that's I know I say wow I can see the difference Yeah. and I don't have a prayer of the same thought I do have the same words but I have a prayer of the same expectation mm-hmm. because I know what preparation but it is so much that thing about confidence and, and there's Brendan Bouchard as I, I say again is that he's got this about the, the confidence competence loop okay so that if you feel that you are competent something then eventually you will become confident in that and that's so true but in order to become competent you've got to do the hard yards and so if you're prepared to do the hard yards then your competence will improve and then your competence will improve or confidence will improve Um, but it's such a mental thing that ultimately all you're doing is it could be me talking to you. It's just the fact that there are 40 other people in, in, mm-hmm. in the room listening to me. And if I can just focus on you and concentrate as if I'm just talking to you, then I'm not going to be nervous and I'm going mm. to give a good performance. But that's all to do with your yeah, mind. It's, and it's so, so important. Are you connected to your business then? So you're looking for mortgages continuously, I assume. Yeah. Just, just I, you know, when we talk about that and I do my, you know, my referrals... To me, I'm not overly interested in getting an individual referral. To me, what's going to drive my business forward is speaking to an estate agent, speaking to a factor, speaking to a letting agent, because these guys are the gatekeepers mm-hmm. who have the enormous funnel of clients that's great that because can funnel, funnel stuff to me. Um, because, I mean, that's opening the big door rather than just... Yeah. Uh, 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 See, I, I, I never thought about it from that perspective. I'm always thinking that there's, there's not many folk buying and selling houses just now. I don't actually get involved in the house market. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, because buying property, I brought property when I was 19. I bought yep. my first flat when I was 19, just because I did. Uh-huh. And um, I could have been right on that ladder quite comfortably. And I, I, did, I choose not to, um, because I had lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. maybe lack of belief as well, to be honest with you. Um, but see, now, <clears throat> we were talking about there's no mortgage now. But I would, I think there's not a lot of hassle, but there's a lot of hassle we're having. There's a lot of criteria now. If mm-hmm. you've got a property, I've been reading your podcasts and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the pitfalls, the insurances, all mm-hmm. that. And I'm, I'm through the insurance one in particular. And I'm like, yeah, oh, my Then you talk about the holiday home, and I'm like, it's even worse. And, uh-huh. I'm like, and then, and I never thought about it being left unattended. And, and I'm like, I get it. 
But what happens is, and this might be um, scrounging, but I've got before real close friends who've all got holiday homes who plead with me to use them. Yes. Right? And if I felt like if I had a holiday home, I would probably no use it any more than I use theirs. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then I've got Stuart in Hong Kong, has got an open door. Mm-hmm. And Paquette has got an open door and he's got his boat because he's an open door. Um, so from a perspective of giving me opportunities in life, then fine. The only the part of that I would probably miss is the investment side of it that would be valued. Yeah. But, um, there was a period there that the, the price of property dropped that low that they're all just catching up to where they were ten years ago. Well, I think that's the case. If you're looking at if you bought at the height of the market two thousand and seven, you know, for a lot of places now they're only just beginning to come out of that. Mm. Um, I tell lots of people that in the 25 years that I, I was a solicitor, for 20 of those years, up until 2007, this thing called negative equity just didn't happen in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, I could probably count on the fingers of one hand how many times I came across a title that once you saw what they bought and what they sold it for, there was never ever any negative equity. And this is the only a couple of occasions I could remember. But after 2007, when everybody caught a cold um, with regards to values of properties, the amount of times you now look at title deeds and you see people are in negative equity, and not just £5,000, £6,000, £10,000, £20,000, £40,000. Now, it's amazing that that £40,000, that could just completely kill you. You might never able to recover. Three from people. That. Three people. I need. I know four, but three of them have lost a property in Spain now. Yeah. Right. So three of them they were saying to me, "You need to join the, the bandwagon," and I never did it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I knew I'm like, "Wow." I'm glad Thank goodness you did. Uh, one now has maintained that he wants to go express. Quite a wealthy guy. Um, but <coughs> it's that when I was reading about your podcast about all the insurances and all the criteria when. Um, particularly <coughs> Graham Whiteford tells us you must have you've got to get in I love Graham as a person mm. um, but I'm I, I don't know what I've got there's the reason I'm telling you this for a reason right because it connects to the conversation mm. you don't know anybody that's got a better life than me you don't know anybody I, I, know, I don't know who you know mm-hmm. but you'll go a long way to have a better life than me yeah right and I've shaped it deliberately like that I've tried to take out anything in my life that maybe I feel would be a lot of pressure um, or out my comfort zone of what I want to do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of them is having property because I have other folk who have property who are constantly um, hold on I've got, I've got a burst pipe I need to go and get it they've <laughs> yeah, got a, it's a stressful game right, right and I wanted to weigh up the value of that against money yeah uh-huh. and, and I felt as if I should take advantage of all these opportunities I've got here not have any stress have the same results and uh, like Archerfield I can go twice a year yeah. I mean, I've had to buy a timeshare for that, or a, a maintenance contract to keep it with the Charlies and all that. Uh-huh. And then, and I, and I say to myself, my life will be better no having property. Maybe my legacy of what I leave will be lesser, because I won't have as much to handle in my family when I pass away. Or material things, but what you've, what you've passed on is the fact that you've probably been able to be there... Um, and 
got a better relationship with your family, and mm -hmm. so therefore that's surely sometimes a better thing to leave than pounds, shillings, and well, pence. Oh no, that's the point I'm making. Yeah, I, I'm saying that to you. Sure, my son will get two hundred or three hundred thousand pound worth of business from me rather than a million pound worth of business. Mm -hmm. That will be no relevance to him because whatever he gets, he'll just need to carry, right? But the quality of my life the now is mm. far superior. Mm -hmm. I do not have anything hanging over my head. I don't have. Do you just cut just things? No, I know. I, I know. I think I'm reasonably comfortable at identifying the things that would cause me the most mm -hmm. stress. Right? Mm -hmm. But then, why take on chairmanship of a financial institution like that? Because I also know the difference I'm making to other people's lives. I'm doing the opposite. I'm going the opposite direction. Yes. Right? So I'm actually, this is me giving back to somebody who really needs what I'm going to offer. Uh -huh. And I see the difference in the credit union in one year. I had the AGM last Wednesday. Yes. And they're like, wow, that's the first AGM. We've never had negative combat and feedback in here. We've positive. And you've just ran it. And it's like sitting at three years upon that side, auditor, and then my finance expert there, mm -hmm. and me speaking to an audience. And it was like the B and I thing, right? And I just gave an overview of me for them who didn't know me. Yes. And then what I thought was possible, my report was about how the impact mm. that, that, um, that we could make in other people's lives, but also the credit union is uh, worldwide, 83 countries. And the thing about them is it's a unique business that they all want to help each other as a credit union, they're mm. not for profit. But the, I see the biggest thing I've learned is that. Um, <clears throat> As credit union members, we can all make a small chip at globalisation. That's how you deal with it. Now, we'll never make an impact to the extent that it will be none. Mm -hmm. but how would you tackle it? Well, one of them is this, because we are a not-for-profit institution that brings the money back into you guys. But the people, you guys that I'm talking to just now, your eyes can see what the difference we've made in here. The way we operate, we've now got a... Um, IT system, we've got, we've got social media sending you information. Got, you've Look at the differences of what came within that period. I said, look at the amount of banks that have moved out of the town. And look at HSBC who have just lost their sales. 82% mm, I was reading today. 62 of 62, 62 right? right? I'm like, we're sitting no bad. You know, but the thing is, you can see it. So your dividend, there's no dividend this year. And you understand that because we used to put it into the Clydesdale Bank and get 5% on 15 million. We don't mm -hmm. get anything. We actually cost us money to do it now. And they can't put 50 million in it because we've got to have 75,000 here and this investigation. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and then, you know, the FCA have only covered 85,000, isn't it? I said, so that's where we are. And that's why you guys, I'm going to invite questions in a minute, but you hope we see for what we're trying to achieve and we're putting foundations in place so within, within three years' time, We'll be the best credit union. We're focused. We've got seven and a half thousand junior members. We've got a game that's just going to market the now that's going to educate them. And if you want to fight poverty, it's education that does it. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing on it. And that's where we're investing our money. That's what we're doing with your money. And you're going to benefit your family, your family's yeah. family are going to benefit from it. Any questions? And they were like, just soft questions came. And they were like, every year it's usually aggression. Uh huh. And, and I felt dead good with myself. Mm. And I'm saying, I'm on the right track. I also told them, I said, I'm not the person to be a chairperson of a credit union. I've not got the qualifications. But we don't need qualifications just now because we've got as a compliance officer that's doing that. Uh, behind the you're your doing back. is 
this is my strength. Let me tell you who I'm on. Let me tell you what I've done. Uh-huh. I told them all the things. But you've, d- you've done that for the right reasons. I, I'm, 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 in, I'm the chair of the credit union because the credit union needs somebody with business knowledge that's going to create structure in it, for, that's going to lead us for the next 25 years, mm-hmm. is going to create discipline, is going to create situations that we've, we've struggled with. But I've identified them and I'm investing the money in the appropriate training. We're doing action coach with all the senior management team. Yeah. I say it's appropriate training for the right people. They've never had training. I say, because we're always no one to spend money to keep money for dividends for use. I train them first, educate them mm-hmm. all, and then three years' time see the difference, bear the fruit after three years. Yeah. Then I'll walk away from the chairperson to the boardroom again and I'll play the part that I'm good at. Yeah. I say, but the you were saying there that. about cutting sort of various stresses out from your from your life, and I completely understand that. But there are times where there are things if you're wanting to improve your lot if you're wanting to become more educated learn more you can't sit in your arse you've mm-hmm. got to actually take it up and and go and and run with it and and that's and sometimes that can be stressful mm-hmm. um i'm just about to go to a there's a seminar that graham morrison's given um and i'm going to that uh, the the rugby player and what i want to do is ask a question stand up, ask a question, say, my name's Jonathan Williams, I run a property podcast called the Bricks and Mortar Podcast, and this is my question. I've been a solicitor for 25 years in the trenches of residential conveyancing. Two years ago, I decided to jack that all in, and I've changed my job. And my question to you is, how has the change affected you? What challenges, what's your biggest challenge from from being a professional rugby player to now being a bean counter at the, the Royal Bank. And to me, I want to give that, that question, and I've got it all lined up, but it may come that the, um, the microphone gets passed to me and I just pass it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, I've got to grab it and just... And yeah. that that's going to be nervous. Mm-hmm. I've no doubt that my heart rate will be going at 100 miles an hour. It's a different type of nervousness. You know, there's two, lots of different varieties. See that nervous air? That's the excitement of nervousness as yes. well. Right? And uh-huh. it's all the passion of nervousness. You know. and you but know, it could go over the top so that I say, you know what, No, I'll pass the mic to somebody else. Uh, yeah, you know who Andy Nichol is? Yes. Right. Andy Nichol was in Hong Kong with us. He was a speaker. Saying, yes. Right. Okay. He, I'm, we're having a drink in the, in, 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 we were out in the veranda, looking over the the, the, the race course and all, mm-hmm. having a jolly time and then we start we soft talk about that, that, that certain business and I just go through the normal channels and you're working on your business how you ask them the same question how are you finding going from where you are to he says well I do the presenter he says but I've started a business and I'm doing this and I'm doing that mm-hmm. I said how are you finding it trans-? I says oh difficult he says I'm not sure I've got everybody's expectation I'll be successful because I've been successful but being successful and then talking about being successful is different uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I'm like uh, and I says, well, I've run a business. Well, have you? Uh, I says, the fundamental thing is work on your business. Make sure you're working on your business. And then I start dealing with soft, all the, all the devices that you get easy, easy to find. Yes. You know, time management, work out, get a uh-huh. plan of action, uh-huh. you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he's, he's just, he doesn't even want to go in there. He wants to talk <laughs> more about us. <laughs> and then he's like, where are you going after this? And this is the guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. we're going down to Joe Bananas. And he goes, ah, do you mind if I join you later? I, uh-huh. Once I'm finished, right, don't go away and go, go over, don't you? 
Right. I know it was just because they wanted to, you know, we wouldn't want it, but it was, it was that mm. soft information. People get excited and all that about getting information like that. But if I was to ask you your definition of, and I said, you don't know anybody with a better life than me, a good life, what's a good life? What's your, if you've ever, hi, Jonathan, I'm at, I'm at a function just now, right? Okay. Yeah. Jonathan, how are you doing? Bobby McGee here, FBI, first birds, of flowers. Could you tell me your definition of a good life? That's a, it's such a hard, hard question to answer. Mm, it's not, um, there's not one answer, that's why. And I'd like to be able to say, and I, I feel that if I asked you that, you would just know that because you probably thought I've about it. I've digested it and done it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But I've asked you on the spot. <laughs> you're, you're standing in a panel, uh-huh. right, and I'm at the spot, and they're like, good question, Bobby, in the audience. I think to provide... For you, for you. Yeah. Not for me, for the, you. The one mainstay are my children, to provide... For them and if that means that we go without then so be it mm. the most important thing for me is to ensure that my children um, are brought up properly um, and that both myself and my wife are there and can provide for them that's I think that's it that everybody will always strive to achieve that right mm-hmm. But my definition of a good life, when I say that to you, mm-hmm. so if I say to you, I've got confidence to say that you don't know anybody about a better life than me, mm-hmm. right? You may be comfortable about not better, right? I'll turn around and then you can say, well, what is a good life? I don't know. You tell me and I'll tell you if I know anybody. And that's why I prepare myself because my definition for a good life for me, and uh, without being definitive or absolute, is my wife and I both are healthy. It's a good life. Mm-hmm. My wife and I both have a job of work that we passionately enjoy. And we get up in the morning with a spring of a step about mm-hmm. my work and we have mornings where we don't feel so good because nature says I don't feel so good but mm-hmm. in general that's who we are. Friday doesn't mean Friday to me. Friday is the same as Monday. It doesn't make any great relevance because I don't have a oh no no here we go it's Friday mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, my son has completed his studies well and he now works full time in eight. And I know he's on the right road to do what he actually enjoys doing. Mm-hmm. So I've managed to create that. I don't have a mortgage that's hanging over my head that I have to pay. I have friends of abundance that I appreciate more, and that's a good life, having such so many friends. I have holiday places that I go to on a regular three-time-a-year type basis that I enjoy. Uh, I'm still recreationally active in the football and the golf, mm-hmm. and um, I've got a wealth of situations that I can participate on during the week that I get so much satisfaction out of just IE eldership and all the credit mm-hmm, union mm-hmm, and such mm-hmm. like BNI and um, I can't really fit much more into my life but I don't I can't think of many things I go and say oh I don't want to do this in fact I don't have any and that gives me a definition of a good life and that's great because it's so succinct you have identified areas within your your life and clearly you've thought deeply about that um, and you're able to express that when anybody asks you that question and I think that also helps with your gratitude because if you can understand what what gives you a good life then you can be grateful for that. That's brilliant. Well, but as you get older, right, then you start evaluating what's really valuable. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where, and then somebody will say to me, ah, but Bobby, have a BMW, you've only got a Peugeot. 
I don't know if I wouldn't have a better life having a Peugeot. See if you give me ten million pounds, right? Just now, mm-hmm. would I eat a different dinner? I don't think I would. Would I watch a different program on TV? Would I have a different wife? Would I live my life different? I wouldn't. No. I'd maybe slick a slicker, welfare, that type of situation. But what you put But that's not a driver for you. No, no, no. But no. I was saying that it wouldn't have any impact. Mm-hmm. I remember reading something and it was uh, um, who was the predator? What was the name of that actor? The Czechoslovakian American. Um Arnie. Alice Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. He says, money doesn't make any difference to your life. He says, I should know. He says, I've got 20 million, give me another 10 million, it'll not make any difference. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was kind of flippant, but and I'm, I, that was great for me. Because like, it's, it's, it's making content with what you've got and what you... you I don't want to say, I only need a car that gets me A to B. Of course I want a car that's quite relaxing and enjoyable to drive and mm-hmm. all that, but it's when you, 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 when you put it in its own position in life and my wife's got a car, my wife's got a car, my son's got a car and we've all got the opportunity to have more. I've got a van for this brand new van with the shop. I give the lassie because I don't want it and, mm-hmm. and all that. So when I talk about a good life, I think I hear lots of people talk about their life when they're too old and go, do you know what? I should have done a lot more when I was... And my dad said to me, don't be like me because God talked about what I was going to do. He died at 53. And regrets is an absolute horrendous thing. Um, and that's something that, certainly from my, you know, why I run marathons, why I do triathlons, because I know that we'll come a stage, hopefully not in the too distant future, but there will come a stage where I cannot do those things. And I, what I didn't want to, to, to be thinking was, well, you know what, I had that opportunity and I didn't, I didn't take it. And that it's, would just cut see, me see, off. See the, see the drive I've got? And the drivers, I played football on Friday and Jerry was there. And I said, Jerry, we were great the night, Jerry. I said, great workout. And he says, I thought the same age. I'm 54 next birthday. Mm-hmm. And he goes, ah. he says, oh, I'm excited. I says, I'm going away to wherever he was going next week. And I goes, all right. I says, occasion. He goes, I'm 61. I'm like, seriously? Wow. I says, thanks very much for telling me that because you've just set my new benchmark because I had Arthur on my side at 58. <laughs> 61, brilliant. Thanks very much. That's it, 61. You've got to be as good so, as 61. Well, no, I want to keep going. I can keep going because uh-huh. it's possible because I've seen it being done. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the opposite for me from you. It's my drive is being able, I'm going to achieve what people say you can't do. And see the amount of pals that say to me, Oh, you should chuck that football at your age. You're too old for it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, thanks for saying that. That's a driver. Just keeps me going, you yeah. know. And it's all sorts of things I do in my life. Do you think so? I went to the, you know what the GPX experience is? What's that? George Bowie. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Quite like the music. Roseanne plays it when they're combat training she used yep. to do, right? And um, as I say, you know me, we went to Ibiza, took their son and his pal to Ibiza, uh-huh. and we took them into the wee town, but... GB, George Bowie was live in Kelties and I'd be there. Right. And I'm like, you know, I really like the music. And I said, I'm going. And I went and Robbie's like that to my son, Dad, no chance. You're not going in there. I'm not going in if you're going in. Right. <laughs> and his pal didn't go in. No. <laughs> so week is in and they're right. dancing, they're playing the tunes. Right. All right, right. Table. And the, every kid bar none goes, I love a mum and dad like you, man. Uh-huh. I'd at the bingo. I said, I'd love my mum and dad to stand at the uh-huh. table and be barriers. Uh-huh. And I'm like, ah, do you know what? There's no, there's no barrier at all. There's no barrier. Mm-hmm. Your barrier's up here. You're mine. Yeah, but your kids don't think that, though. 
because <laughs> <But, laughs> that embarrassment but see, meter the, goes the, through the roof. It's a lesson for them, right? So see, Robbie now, and I don't go to it now because I don't go to Ibiza. Ibiza's a beautiful place, I'm uh-huh. city, right? But Robbie now wants to go to the pub with me. No pub. Go for a meal. We, all, it's not, we don't go to the pub. Mm-hmm. You go for a bite to eat and a drink, mm-hmm. maybe, right? And last two Wednesdays goes, ah, Dad, why don't we go for a beer? There was something happening in the shop. Uh-huh. Just, why don't we go some tea? We'll have a wee chat about this. Why don't we? And I didn't really want to go for a beer, but I went for a beer after because he wanted me to go. Yeah. Right? He believed when he went back. And then tonight, um, Manchester's playing football and then Leicester's playing football. Yeah. And, and he says, I, I came out for the football last night and he says, Look at you, like a kid. I said, it's not, I can't tell you how great. And, and it's great to run on a football park with your son. He was working last night. Yep. But he plays football with me. All these things, you can't buy it. No. It doesn't matter. Take as much money as you want out of your pocket. You can't buy it and you'll uh-huh. experience it. And I play with him on a Friday night. And then I says, ah, she's that. And then he says, right, Dad. Um, I says, Robin, mind I'm away tomorrow. I'm going to see Margaret, my sister, and then I'm going to see Jonathan, and I'm going over to Livingston. Great, I'll be in a shop. And he's like, ah, what are you doing tomorrow night? You're out, aren't you? And I'm like, do you know, this is the only Wednesday I'm not going to be out in a long time. Mm-hmm. I says, but I think I'll prepare my stuff for Archerfield. And he's Dad, why don't you, I make your meals a cook? It is a cook. Yeah. Me? I'll prepare a nice meal. The football's on. I'll buy two or three beers. We'll sit and have a mum's away all night. Right, you're on. My son wants to do that with me. I, can't, I think that's amazing. That's brilliant. So now I'll go back to you don't know anybody that's got a better life. I didn't, I didn't say to Robbie, you better want to spend time with me because I pushed him as far as post I could push him mm-hmm. when I went into that Ibiza dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's seen the value of, hey, wait a minute, hold on. But that, that comes with maturity, well, I think. Sure, a bit, there's a bit of everything, you yeah, know. Yeah. And you've got to turn around and take the risk that you don't. I was his football manager, and all hated me when I was his no, football manager. Did. He just hated everything about me, you know. When I said black, it was white, and everyone don't put them on. I did put them on, and tie your laces, and they would leave them. Under well, the listen, I'm in the same situation at home because I'm coaching some cricket at the school, um, and my daughter's in fourth year, and I'm coaching some of the kids that are in her year, and of course I'm turning up in my tracksuit, and and she's absolutely appalled. I can't go through the mall at the school, and I have to be persona non grata, and I can't speak to these people because she's utterly embarrassed by the whole thing mm. but again that's just an age thing uh-huh. because she's only 14 uh-huh. but as time goes on hopefully she'll realise that what I'm doing there is I'm trying to give something back and don't give up on believing that's, and this is another thing as I say to you but believing in the spirit behind you I, I know it's the right thing I'm doing all the time yes Right, so I know it to be the right, and I'm, I'm just my prayer will be that Robbie will realise it in the fullness of time, uh-huh. as he has done now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And how um, I get more hugs off him now than I ever did in my life not in my life, but uh-huh. in a long time, I thought, you know, he wants to, he just actually went. And then the girls go, Wow, he's going amazingly well, and they wrote each other's strokes for yeah, sure yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the girls identify it now, and they're like, mm-hmm. Mark, her husband, wanted to have that relationship with his kids, but never ever materialised. Yeah. And you've got to work at it. Ah, well, there's loads of things. And yeah, yeah. Running his football to year, no matter that he hated me, inverted commas, but I was still there for 10 years. Uh-huh. He doesn't play golf now because foolishly, I, from the age of two to five, I took him up to the golf club and let him play in the bunkers while I played golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he hates, Dad, I hated it. He said, right. I hated the golf. And you took me up in the summer nights and I wanted uh-huh. to go home, but right. I gave him a shovel and a spade in the practice bunker. Uh-huh. Make, make a castle. Well, chip my balls. You know, very <laughs> selfishly, you know. Mm. But, yeah. So the way we work now, right, is me and you, is I feed off you and you're feeding off me. Yeah. Right? And 
just long may that continue the situation so, yeah. right because um, don't underestimate um, yeah, I, I look forward to going to the B&I mm-hmm. you know, the other thing about the B&I yesterday was I know I had to get here but I hope it finishes sharp because I need to get away I, I felt a lot of people didn't want to be there mm. had to be there and I'm like well I think we've got a B&I full of people We're who so quite lucky. enjoy yeah. oh we are but, and but then we created that ourselves. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. luck has got a little bit to do with it, but uh-huh. we are the ones who choose. No, to come for sure. And then full of you coming into it, and you know, I've been in BNI for a while, but you were new to it, mm-hmm. so and then buying into it. Ask John Doherty. John Doherty was baffled. He says, "You don't even uh, tell you about their referrals. They don't. Is mm-hmm. any low key about them? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not here to criticise others. We're here to. Uh, but it was amazing how they all picked up and the same things I yeah, picked up on. Yeah. And but we look forward to it. Uh-huh. But one of the, one of the things I do look forward to because I know you're going to do your education. It's something else for me to. And it's like reading the Bible. You can hear the same story. I, hate, I know that message. Uh-huh. I know that one. I know the colours. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. And then there's something else. I go. Oh, I don't know that. Rob. Yeah. That's what I'll put down there. Good. I don't know that. You know. And but I'm always conscious that we're there for to get business for each other. Uh-huh. And um, and I'll be a wee bit more open-minded now about estate agents and people mm-hmm. who I know because I do know people and yeah. but I never think about it I'm always thinking about me Johnny's buying a house uh-huh. and as a mortgage you know yeah. and do you turnover of mortgages okay you still get enough of them yeah yeah, uh, yeah. We, we do pretty well I'm quite pleased with the, the pipeline that we've got at the moment um, you know things obviously happier to, to, to speak to, to more people uh-huh. um, as far as that's concerned what we what business wouldn't um, but no, we're ticking over quite nicely. I'm quite pleased the the um, the way we're looking. We've got our year end coming in June, so we're looking on target for that. So yeah, quite pleased. I always ask us, and I'm doing once with somebody five years from now, what are you going to be doing? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, five years from now, what I would want to do is, you know, we've got the podcast uh-huh. um, and the bricks and mortar podcast. So what I want to do is to try and create some sort of passive income from that, and that will be through speaking gigs, or that will be through um, courses that I will run, and I'd like to get into mentoring as well. So that's one part, so I want to get that. Business mentoring or? Just business mentoring, personal coaching, that kind of sphere. Um, So that's one part. As far as the business side of things, what I want to do is to have a share in the business here. so you want to share in the business? Absolutely. I see you have three directors, but I didn't see. Yeah, so we've got we've got Chris at the moment. Um, he's the the sole director. So really, what we're doing is because I'm doing the mortgage side of things, I can see an opportunity, obviously, of of almost hiding off that particular part of the mm-hmm. business, um, and then moving that forward. Um, and that's really where I want to be as far as the business is concerned. You certainly look more relaxed than you were. Two years ago. Oh, I feel that. I, I can see it in you, you know, and the strains on your face yeah. and all that type of thing for sure. A lot of uh, people have said that. Uh, that's the most obvious thing about, uh-huh. about you, I would say. Um, are you going to be allowed to be able to be who you are working in this company? Absolutely. Uh, and that's the key. You have to be. And that's that. something, and that's why I've been, I don't think I've ever said this to anybody, but I always felt a little bit of a fish out of water as a solicitor. Um, I don't know, it was the type of of people that, that, that are attracted to become solicitors but they weren't my kind of people mm-hmm. whereas what I'm doing now and I'm interacting with clients and that's what I really enjoy is the interaction with the clients 
but I'm not having to do as much of the legal, so I'm not interacting with, mm-hmm. with solicitors. And some may say that that's the best thing about yeah. any job, not having to speak to solicitors. But it is something that I, it's almost as if I've been freed in mm-hmm. some sort I, of, I, of, of way. Yeah, yeah. I, I get from you that you're one of these, you're like a kid with the excitement, oh wow, I'm getting into primary school and I'm, I can let myself go. Yeah, you're just yeah. starting off. That's, that's a good You've analogy. Got that kind of, that's how I see. Uh-huh. It's so exciting what's out there now yeah, for yeah. the rest of it. And yet, only a few years ago, I thought I'd, I'd these four walls that I can't get away uh-huh. from. Uh-huh. I'm, it's opened the doors and I'm allowed into the primary and I've got to express myself and I'm going to graduate to secondary yeah. and wherever I go for there will always be. Because if I'd stayed as a solicitor, mm-hmm. yes, I'd probably been BNI, but I don't think I'd be thinking about passive income, ah, about a podcast, about a website, about this, that, no, and the next thing. Not neutralising your talents, and they're dead obvious talents when you've got them, and, and then when you see and sit it. And, I mean, I, I, I've always enjoyed passing good comments to you because they've been honest comments in yeah. the sense of it. But no, John Doherty's another one who I do it very often. You know, John Doherty's such a talent. Uh-huh. He's an incredible talent. Yeah. Um, and you, we don't always get natural talent. Young Stuart Sanderson, completely different, but an incredibly talented man. Yes. Um, who's got so many, you know, options. Whereas, and I mean this in the nicest sense, um, Big Alan needs to find out what his niche is and Alan... Um, um, your print pal Alan Mason yes, right? yeah, yeah. needs to find his niche uh-huh. and try but and work out who he is well he's been running around too many mm-hmm. I, I can't identify him yet you know? yeah. and I took my website from him and it collapsed and it's caused me a lot of grief right. but right. I stuck by him and I'm on record at saying I stuck uh-huh. by him um, and I've stood up and says can everybody support him he's yeah, needing help yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to jump run away but I've got a business to run as well mm-hmm. so I've told him that um, and but, but Alan is still in the same place as he was in five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've asked him the question. He's not any further on. Yeah. And now he says he wants to be like me and have time, you know, because I'm time rich. Uh-huh. And time rich is another part of being wealthy oh, and being happy lives yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Um, but you certainly know, um, for me, and you know where you're going and it just keeps growing because you've always seen something else. Yeah. And then that's what I feel. And then you're identifying another opportunity and another opportunity. If I was you, I would feel very comfortable because it's there. Uh-huh. And if you don't take it, it'll be your fault and you just identified that you know you need to work hard yeah. to achieve it. So there's no uh, keeping your health, there's no there's no grey area here, uh-huh. no girls in grey area. Um you're going to be successful. Yeah. Or you can't not be yeah. unless you choose to. And that's the truth. Listen, Bobby, this has been a great conversation. I have to say, I've maybe done about half a dozen conversations now for the podcast, and this is one that's really gone a little bit deeper. We've certainly not talked about property, um, and we've talked about many things. Um, and what I want to do is sort of bring it back to a little bit of property. The The podcast itself is, is very much geared towards first-time buyers. So I've got 10 questions, at least. I think I'm trying to remember the 10 questions. So they're quick-fire questions, Okay. So first one is, first tee or football? What would you like? Golf or football? First tee or football? Um, football. Football, okay. Um, first bus or taxi? First bus. You take the bus, okay. First film? Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Can you remember any songs from the Sound of Music? Uh, Vice, The Hills Are Alive, I can sing Do or Ravi, Fasola Tito. Brilliant. I could go on and on. <laughs> um, first fix or DIY? DIY. Okay. 
First choice or self-catering? Self-catering. Okay. Um, and what about first car? Um, Escort. Okay. Mark two. Can you remember the license plate number? No, sorry, but I had a, I had actually truth be told, my I had a shared minibus that my dad bought us to learn to drive. KDS. Wait, 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 you you learned in a minibus. There's loads of stories I could sit all day. <laughs> my dad got a minibus for the, the railway, and um, he gave it to me and my brother. But my brother was never going to get into it. No. So my pal in Hong Kong and I, he, we two years put it on the road. And let it drive in it. <laughs> and a minibus. And a, a KDS, I bet for CF, KDS um, 619. <laughs> I can't KDS. believe that. Yeah. And then um, what have we got? A first house. Flat in Dunlanet Road. Okay. Well, my first house, not yes. where I lived. Uh-huh. Uh, my yeah. first house was a flat in Dunlanet Road. Okay. And then flat that you bought, first flat that you bought, first property you bought? Um, first property, Blantyre, and then it just now. Okay. So that was the right. current. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Well, listen, I've had a ball here. Goodness knows how long this has gone on for. That's about an hour and ten minutes and we're still recording. So I'll probably chop it into two right. episodes and then we'll, we'll get it out and uh-huh. see what, uh, what the reaction is. So there we go. That was the part two of the interview with Bobby McKean. You will see that he sort of turned the tables a little bit on on me. And uh, you probably got to know a little bit me, a little bit more about me during that last part of the interview. So listen, Bobby, um, I I know I've been uh, pulling your wire with regards to uh, your downloads. And uh, but it was a great interview and uh, one that I'm sure the listeners will really enjoy and get a lot from. We've got a few interviews uh, lined up. We've got Ross McLeod of McLeod Lettings. Uh, Ross started off at Gilpro and then on to Merchant Lettings and then sold Merchant Lettings off to Countrywide and then started off off McLeod Lettings. A very bespoke, quite an interesting um, idea as far as business is concerned. Very bespoke um, it turns away as many landlords as he does takes them on and uh, quite a, an interesting an interesting chat that we had with him so we'll we'll probably put that together over the next week or so I mentioned earlier about Vidmantis during Kovas and he's very much at the start of his property journey and I think we're going to be hearing a little bit more from Vidmantis over the coming weeks and months. And we're hoping to do a little bit of coaching and mentoring. And it is something that I'm considering doing. So if you would like uh, for me to coach you or mentor you as far as the property uh, development side is concerned, then please do drop me a line at Jonathan Williams at begleybrown.co.uk. Uh, you can also get me on the Twitters, jwilliams underscore bb. We're, of course, on the Bricks and Mortar podcast, where you can get me at www.thebricksandmortarpodcast.co.uk. Please do subscribe to that. And whilst you're on there, could I ask you to subscribe to the YouTube channel? We've started to do uh, another set of 10 YouTube videos. This time it's all about the Buy to Let game, a video those last week. So they are coming out over the coming weeks. We tend to just put those out on the Twitters to begin with, then on LinkedIn, 
but they eventually find themselves onto the website. So if you would like me to uh, have a chat with you about coaching and mentoring and what I can offer, uh, delighted to have a chat with you about that. I was going to go and look at the rugby today. Uh, Scotland are playing England and uh, before that I was watching, I was a little bit hanged off because I was having to go up to GHK to watch my elders play hockey and I have to say, looking at the result, uh, I'm glad that I actually did because, gee whiz, what a car crash that was. Mm. Best for, we forget about that, I think. Roll on to Italy. It's the Bricks and Mora podcast. That's what you've been listening to. It is your journey and it's a sideways look at property.